Good morning for the Met Radio Morning Mixtape. I am Donovan LaCroixy, and with me in the studio, debuting for the first time on the show, I've got creative director and founder of The Bow, Matthew McLaughlin. How you doing? Hey, thanks so much for having me. Well, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I can't wait to, to dig in. Okay. Well, first of all, there's a lot to unpack, okay? But why don't you tell listeners a little bit about yourself and how you decided to be a creative director? Uh, yeah, I think for me, when I was growing up, especially in elementary school, I was really creative. Uh, I later in high school found my love of performing arts, storytelling, um, when I went to university, I went to University of Guelph for script writing. Um, and when I moved to Toronto, I quickly found a job uh, in TV and film production. I personally liked the medium of TV and film more than stage, only because I found that it was easily shareable and, you know, you could send somebody a video. And in, in the era of, you know... Uh, video sharing with YouTube. Um, I think there's so much space for creators to really, you know, be able to afford to be, uh, you know, a director, a producer. Um, equipment isn't as expensive as it used to be. You can get into the industry quite easily. And, and then uh, being a queer person, I also really felt like there was a lot of underrepresentation in this space. And I'll just tell you, in, in all honesty, when I was a kid, I used to I used to be in my basement and I'd watch Queer as Folk, which used to be on Showcase, and I would lie and I would tell my family that I was actually watching CSI Miami. And as soon as like my parents or like a brother would come down the stairs, I would have my remote program to go back to the to CSI Miami. What I didn't know about that like time in my life is that in many ways just seeing those stories reflected back to me made me understand that like the experiences what i was feeling the attraction um other people were feeling this too um i thought that there was something seriously wrong with me um i went to a catholic school uh i my parents also took me to you know catholic mass Every Sunday, it was, it was not up for debate. We were going no matter what. There would be a sermon once a year where the priest would basically tell us that, you know, queer people, you know, if they don't act on it, that's one thing. But if they act on actually being queer, then, you know, their souls are damned and they're going to spend the rest of their, you know, afterlife in hell. And as a, you know, six, seven, eight-year-old and hearing those stories and messages being given to you once a year, it weighs on you in ways that most people never understand. And unfortunately, we're, we're regressing. We're going back to a lot of conservative views where uh, the church is now controlling a lot of uh, these types of discussions and what is able to happen in classrooms, especially in the Catholic school board. And I just felt like I really needed to make a change in how we tell queer stories. So the long and short of it is I work in production and TV, but more specifically in telling queer authentic stories. Mm -hmm. And that's the goal, right? To tell more of those stories. And do you feel that goal has been reached? Do you feel there's enough stories to be told or there more, or is there more that needs to be done? I think if we look at the landscape of what's available to us, I mean, there's a lot of 
uh, quote unquote queer shows that we can see on shows on on platforms like Netflix or on uh, you know Crave or Amazon Prime. Even Disney now has uh, you know they've they've acquired Hulu, so you're able to watch shows like Pose. But one thing remains true is that often these stories are still put into a heteronormative box to be made palatable for a straight audience. So um, you still have people up at the top who are saying, mm, that's too that's too gay. That's too much. That's too flowery. That's too, you know what, we're trying to connect with the largest demographic possible. And in order to do that, uh, we're going to have to remove some of these things. And even when you think about the landscape of queer stories, all of those queer stories are still put in adult spaces. They're still put behind paywalls. So, you know, if I wanted to go and watch a queer show, oftentimes there's an aid restriction in order to just watch that show. There, there might not even be any nudity in that show or anything that's, but because it's gay, then it's quote unquote adult. Imagine if someone was to say like your race was quote unquote inappropriate. That would be crazy, right? I mean, they, they can still do sometimes say it's inappropriate. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But today, we got to be very careful once we go into those territories, right? Yeah. I just, I for me, I think that, uh, you know, queer people grow up too. Mm-hmm. Where are the stories to help guide them to be their full authentic selves from the very beginning? Right. Yeah, a and lot of us. That's where we have you, right? Well, to that's tell the goal. That's stories. the goal. Yeah, right. And they are like you were telling me off interview. Just remind the listeners they are positive and they are, you know, affirming to the community, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, so uh, just to back up, uh, I think you're talking about our our platform and and the shows that are on the platform. Yes, yes. yes. Um, we'll t- okay, <laughs> sorry, yeah, no, I'm let, jumping. Yeah, ahead. no worries. I'll let you dive into that. <laughs> But yes, but okay. So the movies, do we have movies and stuff that we are working on before the, what do you call it, the launch of the platform? Yeah, so we have uh, we have six original productions that um, are in pre-production right now. Uh, so if you go to thebowplatform.ca, for example, as of right now, we've launched our mission. So if you go to thebowplatform.ca, take a look, go halfway down our, our homepage, and you'll see an explainer video uh, right under the title, Get the Big Picture. Um, this will give you a 360-degree view of exactly what the Bow Platform is. It's not just a streaming platform. What we're creating is a way for queer people to connect and engage with one another in a way that will truly revolutionize the queer experience. So uh, it's jam-packed with interactive features uh, that really use education as a way to uh, combat homophobia. At The Bow, we believe the only cure for homophobia is education, and that's what we plan to do. We plan to educate. Mm-hmm. And talk more about education, because young people need to know, what do you call it, too? How do I tackle homophobia? Let's say I'm in high school and I am being bullied. How can that help me with the education piece of knowing how to tackle being, you know, labelized for, labeled for being gay, lesbian, trans, or non-binary? I think realistically, it's it's a very complex issue. So someone coming to, let's just say, Canadian high school, for example, we have a lot of newcomers in Canada right now. And realistically, 
a lot of those people coming to Canada, their backgrounds have a major stigma against queer people. You know, I'm just speaking on my own personal experience, but I have lots of friends in the South Asian community. They experience different systematic oppressions that as a white person, I don't experience those same things. You know, I'm very lucky that um, my family was extremely accepting, despite the fact that they, you know, I grew up Catholic. They, you know, I have a, an uncle who is queer. And when I was in grade four, um, my family, my mom and dad sat me down and they explained to me uh, what being queer was and that there was absolutely nothing to be ashamed of. They uh, unpacked it as being a very natural uh, human identity. And um, they they did not believe anything that the Catholic Church uh, said about, you know, people basically burning in hell if you were born queer. Um, that was something that they're like, yeah, I, we don't believe that. So, I mean, uh, we believe in a loving God. You know, there's lots of things that the Catholic Church does a great job of championing. Um, but there there are, like, organized religion has its faults, right? Mm -hmm. So I think when we think about how does someone tackle that in high school, it's it's more about safety. So I think... First and foremost, knowing who you can trust, knowing how you can have those real honest discussions. One of the uh, one of the interactive features on the Bow platform, there's actually two that come to mind. One is called the After School Special, which is a comprehensive, inclusive sex education that meets youth on their level, uses terminology that they understand, um, and it really equips them with ways and tools of how they can be better informed of how they can protect their bodies, how they can have safer sex. Um, there's no such thing as safe sex, uh, so it's it's about putting, you know. Uh, you know, things into practice uh, of, 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 of making sure that you are safer in those practices. Uh, but things like, you know, coming out, for example, uh, different people experience those things in a different way. And, and, and unfortunately, safety is a huge thing. Most people in, let's say, South Asian culture, if they're born Muslim and they're telling their parents who they are, Unfortunately, 80% of those people still get kicked out of their family homes and are like cut off financially. So there's other things that like those types of individuals need to be more aware of. And that's where the intersectionality of what we're dealing with, with the bow comes in. It's, it's like you're queer, you're South Asian, you're male, and you're this. And that's, that's where the bow kind of comes in and, and, and finding where you are on your level and being able to really, really connect you with the right people and guide you through that experience right 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 now the terminology right more on education what is the difference between queer and gay is there a difference because not everybody knows who maybe is a heterosexual man or heterosexual woman they might think queer and gay are the same thing well yeah I think uh, I think you know if someone identifies as gay mm -hmm. uh, like how someone identifies is completely up to them Right. The the term queer is an all-encompassing part of the LGBTQ2S plus community, or in Canada, we say 2S LGBTQ2IA plus. Right. And that is because uh, in the like First Nations or Aboriginal people who are part of uh, this land before, you know, we colonized it, uh, there was a huge acceptance for queer culture. I don't know if you ever knew that, but like it was actually before we had colonization, 
queer people were called two spirited mm -hmm. and they were celebrated. They were seen as medicine men or, you know, warriors in war, uh, females, for example, or teachers within society. They were two spirited. They would help children understand problems and how they can come together and create like meaningful solutions because they could see both sides. When colonization happened, those were the first people to be eliminated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the education you would give them if they want to know more, what do you call that, queer, gay, is there a difference or not really? Queer is, uh, like I said, it's an all-encompassing thing. So like as a man, I can't, as a like cis man mm -hmm. who is gay, I can't be a lesbian. Mm -hmm. I can be queer. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Whereas a lesbian mm -hmm. can be gay, mm -hmm. but... She can also be queer. Right. And she can also be a lesbian. Right. Does so that make sense? I can identify as non-binary. You, you can. You, oh, I mean, I'm, you could if you if, if that's I'm, how I'm, you I'm, identify. I'm, no, I'm just saying, for example, it's it basically what I'm trying to get is you, it's, what do you call it, not identifying as something you, it's, yeah. It's a non-specific queer encompassing term. Okay. So like, like, again, you know, someone who is non-binary mm -hmm. can be queer. Mm -hmm. Someone who is trans can be queer, mm -hmm. you know, with without giving you the specific identification, mm -hmm. they can say, I'm part of this, mm -hmm. I'm part of the queer family, mm -hmm. and queer is an all-encompassing. And I think the same way as, you know, queer used to be, have way this kind of negative connotation mm -hmm. for so long. And, you know, I think some other minority groups have also reclaimed different words, and this is our way of reclaiming that word. Right, right, right. Now the goal for the bow what's the goal what do you call it for for the bow in 2024 and onward yeah so we have we have uh some really really big aspirations if you go onto our website and see the bow platform.ca this is our three-year goal okay so um in one year we're going to launch with four of our user functions and then we're also going to have a series of branded content pieces that uh will also showcase with some of our partners um we really really want to do a great job of showing how companies organizations nonprofits how we can collaborate. I think when you look at the world of social media and how it's evolving, people don't want to be sold to anymore. People want high quality content. They want something that's going to educate. Um, in the marketing world through my other company, Bulldog Productions, we, we do online marketing. So we take a business, we break it down in terms of like, what is the goal? for like your next year ahead. And then we figure out how do we tell that story? And then from there, we figure out how do we bring the audience to you? Now, collaboration is a huge deal to all of that. You can take, you know, multiple audiences. I think on Instagram now you can collaborate with up to five different accounts. So when you do that, we can actually see a, a direct correlation with you getting a whole bunch of, you've now expanded your audience five times, 20 times sometimes, depending on who you bring on to these as collaborators. So so that's, that's really um, how we're kind of positioning ourselves. So again, in year one, you're going to get uh, to see the beta phase, about four different user functions, about seven different branded content pieces. Um, and then we're going to build it out uh, to year three, where you're going to have this robust interactive experience that will even have gaming, um, which I'm really excited about too. Like you will be able to, you know, experience the bow on both 
a mobile device, on your computer, on a VR headset, on your TV at home, home theater. It's going to be a very expensive, we will be the queer Netflix. Okay, okay, okay. All right. And what do you want to educate people who may be homophobic and totally against this and you might receive backlash later in the future trying to go up against this net launching or network? Uh, well, in the words of Billy Porter, you can't put the toothpaste back in the bottle. The change has already happened and we're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. So we're not going anywhere. No. We're going, our mission is to go out there and find queers wherever they are, and we're going to provide them with high-quality queer content, and we're creating a true seat at the table for queer voices not only to be listened to authentically, but to be celebrated, and we're also going to be the ones profiting off of our own stories now. Mm-hmm. For, for far too long, uh, we have been the hard workers trying to kind of, you know, make ends meet, getting paid pennies on the dollar just to to get the opportunity. We're no longer asking for permission. We're going to show you just how strong this audience is. We've been movers and change makers since the beginning of time. Queer people have always been part of media, part of this world. It's just now that you're seeing them. Now we're going to be able to show you what it means to see it in an authentic way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what do you call it? And what do you say to the people that are allies that want to know more education and they don't understand where to start or how to support this cause? So, yeah, you can go to the bowplatform.ca. You can also um, subscribe to our uh, email list and our newsletter. Uh, you can also shoot me an email, matt at bulldogproductions.ca. If you want to directly connect with our what will be our global queer audience, we'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. And a passion project and a story you have working on and directing. What does Matthew have for us that he's working on, like a story, a gay love romance? Can well, we work on that? We have an amazing <laughs> uh, full-length feature. It's okay. called Mysterious Finn. Okay. And uh, it's a psychological thriller. Thriller? Yeah. Why, Matthew? It's a, it's... I thought it would be like a romance. Oh, it is a romance. Okay. It is, it is, it is a teenage version of Beauty and the Beast, okay. but queer. Okay. It's about a... Uh, it's about a... 15-year-old, it's set in the 90s, Mm -hmm. uh, and him and his brother go out to a lake. He and his brother and his friends get into a big altercation whereby he is killed and left for dead in a nearby river. His brother says nothing, making his whole disappearance a huge mystery. And then two weeks later, he comes back to his house unscathed with no recollection of what happened to him. Um, And then he develops these unexplained powers while also experiencing vivid dreams of this merman creature that brought him back to life in an underwater cave. And then a couple weeks later, his dreamlike enigma suddenly appears at his door and he learns that the tragic events during his ancestrals uprooting might have this connection. Okay, there is a happy ending though, right? You'll have to watch and see. Oh, but Matthew, what do you call listeners need to know? Aren't there going to be, isn't there, can you give Oh, us there's going to be many, 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 many uh, stories uh, on the bow, uh, uh, but I promise to keep you entertained. Okay.
Okay. All right. So he's the listeners. He's not giving a yes or no, but he said you have to watch it. Okay. <laughs> and what would you like to say for anyone in the community to the 2SLGBTQIA plus 2 community that does not know about the launching or the network or doesn't know what's going on? What do you want to encourage them in 2024? Um, I just, I think what I want people to take away from what we're building and and how they can participate is that moving forward, uh, I think we have to come at these conversations um, that are difficult with kindness and empathy and being able to uh, not, like we live in kind of a cancel culture today, right? And I'm, I, I'm worried that in many ways, people are so afraid of saying the wrong thing that now people are not saying anything, which is also not okay. Um, the bow is really a place and a platform to use uh, as a way of an open dialogue where, you know, fundamentally, the bow believes one thing, that all people are created equally, that all people deserve respect, and that all people deserve to live out their authentic life as long as they're not hurting anybody else. And those are fundamental truths. Those are also human right truths. So if you believe on that fundamentally... We're going to get along and anyone else on the bow is going to be able to feel like they can share in that experience and being able to have those open dialogues. And like I said, I think we're all meeting each other at different levels of where we are. And I think we just have to be a little bit more ca uh, compassionate and we just have to lead with kindness. And sometimes jumping on the gun and being like, oh, you're bad or you did this because of this. It's like, hey, listen, understand and then talk. Right. Yeah, listen, understand, then talk, right? Do you think you'd ever do a movie about exposing, what do you call it, the church and how maybe gay or queer youths have been in the church and can't be themselves? I mean, I think... I don't know if we have to necessarily give light to those because I feel like we're we're seeing it so much. I I would never say never. Okay. I don't know what the future holds, but <laughs> I think I think there's so many stories to tell that yes, we're going to show the the heartfelt heartache and like the the difficult struggles that queer people have gone through, but when it comes to our name for example, the bow, it's it's, it's from the end of the rainbow. Or if you think of an object, you know, a bow, whether it's tying it around a bouquet or, or uh, when you tie your shoelaces, the purpose of a bow is to bring things together. Right. And then if you give a bow, it's usually in the form of a celebration, right? So if you're putting a bow on something, it's, it's a celebration. So those are our three pillars at the bow platform. It's diversity, unity, and celebration. So when it comes to the types of stories that we want to tell, we also want to do it in a way that is like, hey, this this queer person is never is not always going to be the butt of the joke or always going to the, be the person who had, you know, never made it, never made anything of themselves. This is a time for celebration. This is a time for us to show you how great queer stories and queer voices and the queer experience can truly be. Mm -hmm. So take that, any listeners who believe it's pushing an agenda. It's not. It's pushing a positive agenda. Do you want to clarify that in case listeners might think it, there's an agenda to be pushed here? Yeah. I, I. Again, when we think of progress, to go back, it wasn't that long ago that women couldn't have their own bank accounts. 
it wasn't that long ago that we were segregated between black and white individuals. It, this is something that like when it comes to an agenda, I always find it shocking. It's like, hey, why do you think that equal rights is privilege? It's not. I just want to be able to live and dream the same way you live and dream. You know, if you're a heterosexual man who grew up seeing your life, you know, and all the possibilities around you uh, and, and married to have kids and the white picket fence, why as a queer person can I not dream to have the same thing with whoever I want to love? And that's, that's not an agenda. That's my dream. That's my right. I'm just asking for the same thing that everyone else already has. That's not an agenda. That's my right. Okay, okay. Did you want to throw out the bow, the platform? Yeah, yeah. So you can follow us. You can follow us on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, um, at the bow platform. Uh, you can also find us online at thebowplatform.ca. You can also find the Bulldog, Bulldog Productions, my parent company, um, where I work as a creative director and producer and director, um, and that's bulldogproductions.ca. Um, and then also on Instagram at Bulldog Productions. Okay. And the launch and caseless, or is it out right now? So can we've they... had our soft launch, so people can go on, discover what we're rolling out, and then keep uh, yourself subscribed to our newsletter because that's when we are going to be actually rolling out the launch. So we've done a soft launch, but our beta phase for the application, we are going to have a big event. So stay tuned. We will keep you up to date. The exact date is still to be determined, but uh, keep your eyes and ears open because we will let you know. All right. Maybe it can launch in June. What about maybe, you? Pride maybe. Month? Well, we will have something to tell you regardless in June. I promise. I promise. All right. Any final things you would love to tell the listeners about the network, the platform, or just life in general? Um, yeah, I would just say, you know, live your lives authentically. If you are a queer person, you know, you do have uh, a family that is here to support you that you haven't met yet. You know, we're on our mission to come and find you where you're at. If you are a friend of someone who is queer or a family member of someone who's queer and don't understand this world and how someone can be this way, you know what? Just have a real conversation and and come at it with an open mind and be prepared to listen and not cast judgment. And I think, it, like I said before, if we can just kind of lay our guards down and, and be able to and willing to have these meaningful discussions, then I think we can come to a place where we just need to heal. That is, I, I mean, 2023 and, and the current state of affairs across the world, I think one thing remains true is that like we're all carrying a lot. You know, we just came out of a global pandemic not too long ago, and we're trying to kind of see, unpack what things are serving us and, and discard the things that are no longer serving us. But like, I'll always come back to this, you know, the queer community is in many ways an invisible minority, right? You're not going to look at somebody and be like, oh, I know you're gay, mm -hmm. you know? Uh, it transcends, it transcends race, it transcends religion, it transcends socioeconomic status. I think I'm not a spiritual, I'm not a religious person, but I am a spiritual person. And I believe that we as queer people, we are the last ones to go through this natural evolution of rights because we're meant to bring people together and heal them. And I think that through the bow, through the bow platform and through what we're putting out into the universe, we're going to facilitate meaningful discussions and we're going to teach everyone 
how to heal. Mm-hmm. And you've taught our listeners how to heal, and you taught me how to heal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks so much for having me. All right. For Matt Radio 1280 AM, I am Donovan LaCruxy. I would love to thank from the Bow platform. You can throw out your name again in your position. Matthew McLaughlin. I am the founder and creative director at the Bow platform. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. And thank you to the listeners for listening to this episode.